0: I'm Nicole Matthews, Corporate America Dropout turned entrepreneur and owner of The Henley Company, an event travel and lifestyle management firm. It wasn't that long ago that I was dreading my drive to my fancy corporate job each day or felt disenfranchised with the work I was doing. In 2007, I jumped off the corporate escalator and directly into the elevator of opportunity. Today, I'm an author, speaker, educator and serial asker. I wholeheartedly believe that your life changes when you start creating your own opportunities and making big asks. Hands down, the business and life I have today is 100% the product of giving myself permission to design the life I want to live. It was always my dream to work at the Olympics. And by making a big ask, that dream became a reality. I now have multiple Olympic projects to add to my life resume. I created the Big Ask podcast to share these best practices with you. Whether you're an entrepreneur hungry for revenue generating tips or an individual restless to make a significant change, the life you want to live could be just one big ask away. Get ready to be entertained by real-life stories, no-filter conversations, and inspired by the daily hustle. So let's get started. This is The Big Ass Podcast. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to The Big Ass Podcast. I'm Nicole Matthews, and I'm looking forward to a dynamic and exciting conversation today with a colleague of mine... from Baltimore, Maryland, Heidi Hiller, who's creative director and owner of Innovative Party Planners, a live hybrid and virtual event planning firm. Heidi recently earned her certificate in virtual event management and has begun um, transforming live events into online event experiences with a focus on creating engagement and community. She also is the co-founder of Mitzvah Pros, a network of event professionals serving the bot Bar and bat mitzvah industry. And I know most importantly, she wants to talk today about celebration and um, how we continue to celebrate and, um, you know, be in wonderful events, even in this time of COVID. So, Heidi, thanks so much for being a guest on the Big S podcast.
1: Thank you, Nicole. It's been great
0: talking to you before we hit record. Yes, definitely. Definitely. So, um, I always like to start with just give us a little bit of background on uh, sort of, you know, um, Heidi through the years, if we will. um, and um, where you started and where you and where you are today.
1: Sure. Um, so my background is actually very much focused in art. I have a bachelor's of fine arts from a long time ago, <laughs> um, and I started out um, way before even college. Like always drawing, and you know, I volunteered to decorate events and volunteered to do the ads for. Things and you know, like I was always focused on events and event marketing, and you know all of that. And it, it just became my career. I quickly um, breezed through the advertising world for a few years, and then found my way into environmental graphic design, which is designing uh, sign systems and structures for for campuses. So three dimensional. Oh, interesting. Design. Yeah,
0: interesting. Very, and very I did interesting. that
1: for a while. And then, you know, I played mommy for a while. I sold discovery toys. I did, you know, it did, all, the, all the things you're supposed to do each child I had. So I had three little businesses along the way. <laughs> um, and then really with the third child, when I was home, um, I started an event design business. <laughs> like, why not? <laughs> So I had a friend and she was she was piddling with it and I somehow got asked to design decor for an event and I went Uh to her for help and I went to another friend of ours who owned a catering company we were all bowling together, because that's what moms do when they're not working. (laughs) I, that, that wasn't for a long time. Um, mm. And they, you know, gave me some guidance. And then, you know, well, I have a project. Can you help me? And one thing led to another. And I, I like to say, I moved my little art supplies into my friend Zazie's basement. And for five mm. years, we took over her house. By the time we moved out, we realized we really need a warehouse. Like, this is working. Yeah. Right. Um, and I had a lot of business knowledge. I grew up as the daughter of a, a business owner. Um, so, I, I, you know, you hear the back struggles, you hear the stories. And I also married an attorney. So I think I had a lot of um, support. Yeah. Both, you know, emotionally and knowledgeable to start yeah. a business. And yeah. 24 years later, come December. My gosh. Yeah. Good for you. That's awesome. It's been crazy. I will say we've had a lot of ups and downs. Yeah. But I'm here. Yes. I'm here to talk to you.
0: I love it. That's that's good. That's 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 awesome. So um what give us a little something that might surprise us about you. So not knowing you all too well. Um, what what do I not know about you that might surprise me?
1: i cut my hair this morning <laughs> I'm so you're a woman of scissors. many talents yes yeah i yes. Mean, that took a lot of balls Do you know i'm going on a on a, a viewing yeah interview uh yeah my hair was so long oh my gosh just, and and what did i use i used a nail scissors <laughs> <gasps> nail scissors i'm courageous you
0: are. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Well, I think you've done a wonderful job. If had you not mentioned to me that you had just done that, I wouldn't have been the wiser. Well, so,
1: you know, I took advantage of COVID and I grew out my hair, okay? And I it was like it had little black ends <laughs> everywhere. Yeah time to let the gray grow in yes um, my age I don't think I think people would be surprised about my age too been around yeah. a long time
0: I've been around a long time okay all right very good very good so um so your career tra- trajectory eventually gets you into the event business and so what do you think has been the hardest part about owning an event an event
1: company I think it's growing smart because there's mm-hmm. so many Parts and moving pieces to it. And as you grow and you take on more responsibility working in an event, you need different talent and different skill sets. And you nice. yourself are not going to supply them all. Right. And it's in really hiring the right people to continue helping you shape it the way you thought you should shape it and yet allowing them to help you shape it. So throughout the years, we've had, you know, a lot of people have come and gone um, and, you know, it's been dynamic watching the contribution people have made along the way and how it's Mm -hmm. shaped us. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's all, it's hard. I mean, events are all about details coming together at the right moment and so communication, you know, as your staff grows and getting that, Mm-hmm. through to everybody, systems yep. of communication. And I started out before computers. <laughs> so, you know, you're you're handwriting out everything. Yes. <laughs> I, 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 Zazie did have an Apple in her basement and I learned how to use it very quickly. Okay. But, um, okay. but I joke, I'm thinking back to some of our vendors, like longhand. Yeah. Oh, wait, I have to rewrite that bill. I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> 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 yeah. So you started your business with a partner.
0: yeah, correct. okay. and then, and then eventually you bought your partner out. Is that correct? she? Okay. Um,
1: she hit my age before me and was a grandma and um decided, you know, like, why not? you know, she had the luxury to take mm-hmm. time away and spend it with her grandchildren. So, um she made a decision to retire. And the business was um, was missing her because she came back. <laughs> she came back after like four years of retirement. Okay. Um, okay. The kids started going back to school and stuff, and she came back sure. part-time. Although now with the pandemic and where the business is going, um, it's – Some She has said, you know, technology is not something, Mm -hmm. this is all new. You know, everything we're doing really is new. And right at her point, you know, and I I agree with her, (laughs) you know, it's a lot of new things to learn. And she's like, I don't need to. Right, right. So So you're, do you, do you.
0: when you were making that decision to have a partner, I mean, I've, I've, you know, I've, you've, you hear these amazing stories about partnerships and then you hear these disastrous stories about partnerships. So looking back, would you, um, would you have moved forward with having a partner in your business when you first started? Was that the key to your success?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I knew nothing. Um, and she was already involved in the world of events. Although, as I learned, as we went on, we had a lot to learn Yeah, Um, and we did it together and we had strengths that complemented each other. And, Mm -hmm. um, but I won't say it wasn't, we had our struggles. I mean, I don't know a partnership that doesn't, let's be honest. Right, right. Um, And I think by the time, you know, she was ready to move on, it was, it it just was that in our business. It was time for that.
0: And then how did you divide up areas of responsibility? I'm sorry, say that again. How did you divide
1: up areas of responsibility? So so in the beginning, um, she was managing the client. She was, you know, the front, the salesperson, really good at it. And um, I was kind of like the engineering person, like always coming up with like how we're going to make something. And we Mm -hmm. both had the art talent, so we would both make, you know, make it happen. Um, and then, you know, we, she, I, when we moved into the warehouse we're in, she was in the office and I ran the art department and that's how we had it. So she would always meet with the clients and I wouldn't. Okay. And mm-hmm. I think the hardest part for me when she left was I now needed to meet with the clients. Interesting. And now I love that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 That's interesting.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. That's, But I think it's important that there's a division of labor, you know, because sometimes when partnerships, it's, you know, if we're both great at the numbers, but nobody's great at the marketing, then it's going to fail. Right.
1: You know, it right. won't be and as I successful. And I did advertising and marketing because of my background, uh-huh. uh, the branding of our business and the placement of the ads and all of the social media and social media became something to do that was like, right. I love all that. Um, yeah. So I took that on. And it, like I said, we complimented each other. With what sure,
0: we did. sure, great. Yeah. And so, how have you had to shift um, because of the pandemic?
1: Um, wow, a lot of shifting. Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, we had to can't everything we had planned at week right that week, even. Yeah, um, early on, because of the industry that we're focused in, about is social, an event occurs for a reason. You're Mm -hmm. getting married, you're becoming a bar or bat mitzvah, you're celebrating a life cycle event. There's a reason, Mm -hmm. there's a birthday, there's something. So when the pandemic came, you know, you're still going to have the... Wedding? No, we're not getting married. You're still going to have the bar? No, we're not getting bar but You know, like everything was just like sort of ground to a halt. And like, well, now what do we do? Mm -hmm. And I really quickly took in the landscape and thought, I don't think this is just for a couple months. Mm -hmm. Yes, sure, we'll postpone your event till the end of August. Sure, we'll postpone your event to July. But in my mind, I was thinking... What's different today? That's going to be like, Mm -hmm. what's going to change in July? Mm -hmm. If I'm really reading and I was reading everything, the the physicians were saying, the doctors were saying, I was looking at your, you know, in Asia Pacific to see what was going on because they were Mm -hmm. already months ahead of us. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't look like things are reopening so fast. Mm -hmm. So I kind of like did an outline thinking, okay, this is going to affect not just me, My business and the people we service, but the entire industry, and how there's got to be a way to. We can't postpone things forever, right? And so, I started looking at at online events as an option for bringing together community. And what I learned very quickly was, corporate events can do it, but not social. There was no roadmap there. So. I quickly thought, well, we're gonna have to come up with something because, mm-hmm. why? We can't just put the world on hold, right? And we need to look forward to things. Part of the hardest part, I think, is we put off vacations. Mm-hmm. So you know, planning a vacation, you know, yes, is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Right? Half half of what we do between events and trips and vacations, more than half. We spend hours planning. Mm-hmm. We spend more time planning than the event and the trip itself. Yeah, <laughs> so true. It's terrible. Yes, yeah, so true. But how much fun is it? Mm-hmm. Discovering a place that you look forward to going to. And it's no different with planning an event. We're creating that environment. We're creating the guest experience. So we not only lost celebrating, but we lost creativity. We lost having things to look forward to. Mm -hmm. We lost building community. We lost experiencing joy. We were all grieving. Mm -hmm. And I was like, we've got to, we've got to figure out how to get through this. This is not going away. Mm -hmm. How can we celebrate? How can we bring joy? And unfortunately, a lot of the clients were like, well, if I can't have it the way it Mm -hmm. was, I don't want it. Yeah. So we went from postpone, postpone, postpone to, I'm just canceling. And it was like, well, wait a minute. Like, you can't not get married. Oh, no, we're going to go to the courthouse. Well, your child can't not become a I mean, So I mean, they wake up the morning of their 13th or 12th birthday. They automatically are. You can't not celebrate it. Mm-hmm. We've done this through wars. Yeah. We've done this through out Jewish history. This is not pandemic, can't stop us. Yeah. So, you know, I, this other thing that I'm a co founder of, the Mitzvah Pros, a um, couple weeks in, I called up my co founder, another partnership I have Yeah. Uh, with my co founder, Bryn And she was Iraq. I mean, we were all Iraq. And I said, we need to meet. We need to have our group meet. We need to figure this out. There's gotta be a solution. Yep. We're all brilliant people. We all have businesses that are dying. Mm-hmm. So we started meeting once a week and I felt like a grief counselor. Yeah, therapist. so true, so true. Um, and I was. I spent much of the week getting ready for that presentation. So here I was doing what we all were missing which was looking forward to something. Yeah. And sharing and caring. Mm -hmm. And that was therapeutic for me in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And it probably for the first like couple months, I like invested my heart and soul into, you know, we're going to do an educational part to this meeting. And then we're going to come up with ways that we want everybody to brainstorm and break out. And I wanted people to leave inspired and motivated Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it was such an amazing feeling to watch it happen where we we're at the point now where we can't meet weekly because everybody's busy. Yeah. That's great. And, you know, I was like, I'm gonna, you know, someone's got to start rolling the ball. So it grows Mm -hmm. and it gets bigger and momentum comes and we just have to keep putting the word out there. We all need to put the word out there. Yeah. And, you know, so when your client calls and says I'm canceling, Well, we have some other thoughts. Are you open to listening? Mm -hmm. And so through that, we've been doing some online celebrating. Yeah, Which is pretty weird, but it's,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. So what elements are you um, translating into the, the, the virtual world? Let's take a bar mitzvah. So, well, so, so if I'm a family that's saying, you know, we're just going to cancel and you come back to me and say, Nope, let's think about something else. So what is that dialogue like with your, with that client?
1: It depends on the client. We are all very different in our reactions right now. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Where are they in the process of grieving? Where what kind of personality do they have is gonna really play into it. So I have to be mm-hmm. super careful because I don't necessarily know them very well. The other part of that is financial. We don't mm-hmm. know. All of us are going through, mm-hmm. you know, people have lost their jobs, people are unemployment. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. We don't know what's happening with their family, if someone's been sick. So the first thing you really need to do is kind of hear all of that. Mm -hmm. Because I don't think it's a one size fits all answer. Mm -hmm. I think it really does depend Yeah, that. Mm -hmm. Um, So once we kind of hear what's going on and then maybe offer some suggestions of things we could do, whether it's inexpensive because that's what we need to do, or it's know, grandma and grandpa live overseas and they're not coming or, you know, we ourselves have, you know, are high risk, you know, Mm -hmm. like we need to know all this. Yeah. So just like normal, there's no one size fits all to end Mm -hmm. the celebration. Mm -hmm. That's what makes it fun for us because then we, I don't look at those as obstacles. I look at them as challenges, but what can we do to create something safe, affordable, mm-hmm. that involves their families and communities. So we've mm-hmm. done all kinds of things, um, you know, but I, I mean, there's still people who don't want to, and I'm not going to yeah. force them.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I think when people get into the social event world, they don't realize how much of that sort of psychology and sociology those skills are so important because oftentimes it's the managing of family dynamics or it's just sort of, you know, listening, as you said, you know, we sort of just start by listening of what, you know, where is our client? What's currently happening, you know, in, in, in their life? And so I think that skill is so important for people, particularly it happens on the corporate side for sure as well, but I think on the social side, because there's so much pressure about this one particular day, a wedding. A mit, you know, a bar bat mitzvah, uh, an anniversary party. It's like, you can't redo those things, you know? So, um, so that listening skill side is, is so important, um, for anybody who's really focusing on the, the social, the social event side of the business.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, when we're done the event, there's a hole in my heart because I feel like we've gotten yeah. close because yeah. we understood and we're a support, one of their support systems now. Yeah. Yeah, um, and I like miss my clients after that. Yeah, it's true. You know, and I, we touch base every now and then. I, uh-huh. I, I, you know. Yeah, but um, no, I mean they're all different. The very first bar mitzvah that we did was in June, and they did it on a huge farm, so they were able to have people that were local very much distanced out on the farm. Yeah. Yeah. And we had people online as far away as Israel. Oh amazing. And it was so cool to put it together for them. Mm-hmm. You know, and what they, you know, they were very like one of the one of the things we do um is we send out, you know, sort of like directions. You know, not yeah. everyone's been on a Zoom call. Right. They're not. So, hey. You know, we have to kind of write our directions with that in mind. Yes. But we also talk about like, what do you wear? Because, you know, we've done weddings where people have dressed up and, you know, they're part of the ceremony. They might be on screen and actually giving, you know, a a message to the bride and groom or the family. So they want to look nice. Yeah. And, you know, so I still remember this first one because we were, you know, we're developing our materials back then you know like mm-hmm. how we should be helping mm-hmm. you through this it's not like a lie, but that was right and we got to a tire and I, I remember talking to the dad and he's like eh, they don't need any shoes on they don't need any, you know <laughs> so it's our big joke now because quite honestly I cannot tell you how many fun pictures I've seen where they're like all dressed up and look really yeah like, look at their
0: feet Right, right, right. Exactly. That's so true. Oh my gosh, that's so, so true. As I right, as I right, as I sit here with no shoes on, actually, while I'm uh, talking to you. Yes, the the curse. The curse. I know. Guilty. Definitely. Definitely guilty. Would
1: you show up if you and I were sitting out?
0: Never. My gosh. Never. 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 Right. Exactly. Exactly. So. um, so you started um, the mitzvah pros and was that because you felt like that particular niche wasn't getting the support that it needed or where, what was your motivation well, for, for, so we for starting go back
1: that six years and Bryn was new to the business. She was, um, had made a decision. She wanted to be a focused bar and bat mitzvah event planner okay. she's in Northern Virginia and she was looking for a mentor because Like you don't just open your doors and start, you know, you need connections and you need to sort of understand what's happening. So she found her way all the way up to Baltimore to me after getting rejected. Oh. (laughs) Um, And I've mentored lots of people and I've been mentored. So I think it's a lovely way to behave in our worlds. Um, So she and I started, you know, just talking and whatever I could do to help. And she, she started, a Facebook page called mitzvah professionals, as she says, in a selfish effort to meet people. Yeah. But she and I started talking like there really wasn't anything. I mean, there's there are mitzvah marketing focused places where mm-hmm. as a vendor I might go and list my services and okay. a client could find me. Mm-hmm. And they're educating the clients, but we couldn't find a place really where we're educating the businesses. Mm-hmm. And you'll see that for corporate, you'll see all these associations, right. Um, you'll see that for weddings, but we really didn't find it. And bar and bat mitzvahs is a big industry and it's mm-hmm. different. Mm-hmm. And I often would get calls throughout the years from venues. How can we get the bar mitzvah business or a vendor? How do I break into this? So we yeah. certainly, mm-hmm a niche market that was needed. So as she and I, um, she asked me to help administer the the page on Facebook. And then we had an ask like, well, can we all meet together? Like Facebook's great, but let's have a meeting. So our first meeting was about four years ago at my studio. Um, and we tried to meet like three, four times a year. And we were getting, I mean, we had meetings at different vendors in the Baltimore northern virginia and dc area hotel big hotels you know new up-and-coming venues that wanted to get on the map as a bar bump it's place we were Mm -hmm. becoming recognized it really was a neat thing and then when the pandemic hit we took that as an opportunity to meet online and our Mm -hmm. membership's really grown we're close to a thousand members now oh my gosh
0: that's fantastic and
1: we're that's a conversation like this, or we were mm-hmm. on All Seated last week. We did mm-hmm. a webinar focused to the bar and mitzvah industry. Um, yeah. With photos from all our members, you know, showing what they're doing right now. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, we're gaining ground. And we've got, we've had people come from all over the world to our meetups. Online. That's amazing. Good for you.
0: And it just speaks to the, that importance of continuing education and community, right? Because it, on, at on one point you could say, well, why would you want to be in an organization where everybody's your competitor? You're all competing for the same business, but it just helps to escalate the entire industry. If you're all working towards best practices and ethical standards and, you know, and you can, um, you can share business when it's appropriate you know we started our our conversation this morning about you saying you know somebody had to pass off a piece of business because it was bigger than what they you know what they were 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 feeling comfortable with and that's where those relationships that's where that trust gets developed is in is in those professional organizations exactly and i
1: i yeah. think during this time a lot of us had to strip our staffs down pretty mm-hmm. thin and I've seen a lot more collaboration amongst the industry. Yeah. Um, because when a job comes in, it is bigger than they can handle right now. Mm-hmm. And it's recognized that, you know, it's a whole team effort now. Yeah. Or even to shape what's happening. To help, you know, people continue to celebrate. I mm-hmm. felt that that was a huge topic. Yeah. Aside from how do we not give back all these deposits? We don't have the money. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, Right. a lot of, a lot of common we have a lot of common concerns mm-hmm. and it was a place to find understanding yeah
0: definitely you know, we,
1: we would i mean the things people were telling us like m- we miss mondays you know but i but again as people have gotten busier i you know it's just really you know, i didn't make this week's meeting <laughs> <laughs>
0: For good reason, I'm sure, because you were busy doing working. something else. Yes. And that's always a good thing, right? That's always right. a good thing. So go. so what best practices can you share for young professionals looking to start their own business and particularly in this climate? I mean, I, our conversation a year ago would have been, you know, probably a, a bit of a different answer than perhaps today. But, but, you know, what is your best advice for somebody who is looking to get into the industry kind of in this moment?
1: I think, you know, I used to say start as a front desk clerk at the hotel. Can't say that now. Yeah. Um, I think that you can start by doing community events. Mm -hmm. You can start by volunteering. I think there's Mm -hmm. a lot of need in the nonprofit community. And that's how Mm -hmm. I started. And I don't think that should ever. I think it was a great way to start. Right. Because it taught me a lot about working. And compromising with groups, working with no money,
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: right, um, and just being creative. And mm-hmm. I, I would. The needs bigger now, mm-hmm. it, you know. And anything is an event that, yeah, know, any reason to bring community together with a shared message. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. now, you know, doing them online has been not a hundred percent just as satisfying, but it's certainly been very satisfying.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's just a different, it feels like a different climate. Yeah. It feels like such a different climate for um, the, you know, the, uh, the virtual events. I mean, um, you know, there's no less production, there's no less detail, there's no less, you know, um, creativity, uh, or I should say there shouldn't be any of, you know, those things. And, and even if you're managing from a production studio instead of a hotel ballroom there's still a ton of uh, details and logistics and well, creativity and that has harder. to go into that
1: mm-hmm. you're not in the same room and yet you're right. managing the same event with the team all over mm-hmm. so you know what we have to establish a really good back channel line of communication during the right. event Right. As we have to troubleshoot just like we do at a live event. Mm -hmm. And you have to know who on your team is the person to go to, to help you in that moment. Right. Right. And that's all the same. And it's not a one person show. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of people behind the scenes Yep. You know, depending, the more speakers, the yep. more people, uh, the yep. more pre-recorded or live, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, the, all of the stuff. There's just, yep. you know, I, I work with different teams. I'm not renting linen and I'm not, you know, I don't need to know the size of tables, but I certainly need to know technology now. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So how long is that video? At what point in your script would you like us to pull up that, uh, you know, like we have to, we're we're writing TV broadcast scripts.
0: Yep, exactly. Yep, exactly. I I couldn't agree more having just come off of a massive project where it did feel like that. It did feel more of like production, uh, broadcast production than event production. Really, which is um, which is very, very interesting, I read in an article about you that you charge by the hour versus a flat fee, and um, I know we get this a lot as business owners, especially with new people coming into the industry, like how do I charge? you know, and what do I charge? and so um, how did you decide? The hourly versus the flat fee, because um, most in the industry tend to lean more towards the flat fee. So, so why why are you sticking with the hourly, and what do you find that benefits you by doing that?
1: So, ironically, I have backed away from it a little bit right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I still get to my rate based on my hourly rate times. How much time I think it's going to take. The mm-hmm. biggest difference now is I'm not not every event. weddings I'm still charging by the hour. Mm-hmm. Social events that are live, I'm still charging by the hour. It's these online events that I'm charging a little bit differently where mm-hmm. we've kind of come up with the formula of how long it takes us to do things um, and we know how many parts and pieces and they're they they're not all the same, but they're the same. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. no venue. The venue's been Zoom for most of them. And uh-huh. we know it well. Um, We're not loading in and loading out, you know. Right. Like, right. So in that respect, you know, we figured out, you know, it's, it's six hours, no matter what, for us to put together a Zoom service. Mm-hmm. And people think we're crazy, but I got one right now that's taking much longer. <laughs> but yeah. on average, that's what it's been. And I just felt like... You know, it's I I can't nickel and dime people, and that's somewhat what it feels like when you're charging by the hour. Mm-hmm. But that's really not what it is. <laughs> yeah. Um. So you know, we I am trying to stick with that, but you know, we do have add-ons. Like you can, mm-hmm. you know, if you want to go beyond the normal base package. And I, it's funny because I'm talking to other people who are starting to charge by the hour now. Yeah. Um. And I felt funny doing it in the beginning with online because I felt like we were learning. And mm-hmm. so I can't charge a client. Like at what point am I not learning and I'm actually productive? Right. I do not know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I'm getting back to, okay, this is productive time. So, you know, I'll, in fairness to my clients and myself, we'll probably head back there. But, you know, a lot of times I don't, you know, when you start planning about two years out, I don't know if clients realize that they talk to you a multitude of hours every week for two years mm-hmm. time that is yep yep so exactly that's just a little reminder of the fact that we're not on 24 7 call yes that there is a boundary that we call me when you really need me <laughs> yeah <laughs> Right. Um, save it all up for that one meeting we're going to have every mm-hmm. three months or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. um, I think, you know, and I see people with packages who do it that way. Like yeah. this package includes this meeting, this site visit and that yeah. done. <laughs> right. Exactly. You, know, like you have to, you have to set your boundaries. And I think You'd- that's what the hourly rate's about.
0: Yeah, you definitely do, because otherwise it is the the boundaries do get blurred. And then you've got, you know, especially on the social side, you might have a, you know, a bride, let's say, who's as soon as she thinks about it, she wants to put it in an email or call you. And because it's, you know, emergency for her. And you're like, that's not an emergency. You know, just choosing between fuchsia and Barbie pink is not an emergency, you know, but she needs to talk all through that. Um, And I had heard somebody speak once, uh, really, high, high-end uh, planner. And he said, you've got to just schedule an appointment. So every time that email comes in, you say to her, great, I'm going to, I'm going to file this for when we have our meeting on Tuesday at 10 AM. And I'm going to make sure I add this to our agenda so we can talk about it because Correct. you have to start training the clients, um, to treat you like how you want them to treat you. Right. And right. if you allow that to be an open, just open floodgates, she can call you whenever she can, wants to call you and you're going to respond. She's going to get in the habit of that and so it's really the hour yeah exactly (laughs) well and maybe your attorney husband is is you know kind of uh rubbed off on you with the billable hour you know there's something to be said about that
1: as well yeah Uh, yeah i mean i get texts in the middle of the night yeah yeah exactly i know exactly yeah i don't write them all down but no i mean we and it's funny you say that because like with i have some corporate clients right now where it's like you know every month, we are going to meet this day, this time until yep. the project is done. And I prefer that yep. over a zillion emails in between. Right. Where we really hammer everything out and it gives me a deadline to be ready for mm-hmm. rather than just an unexpected, like I right. have to do a 180 today because that was not yep. on my radar. Exactly. So that I can exactly. Day out
0: better. Exactly. And I think that's what, um, the gift of owning a business, um, for the longevity of a business i think that's one of those lessons that at you know 22 had we started our businesses we wouldn't have appreciated that and now you know decades into our businesses it's like you start to value those boundaries and how and how you'll let clients treat you. You know, people always say, well, the client's always right. And it's like, well, but that doesn't mean that there can't be a boundary here. You still are a business owner. You still have, you know, um, limitations on your time and energy as well. So just because they're under contract with you doesn't mean they get to sap every piece of your being out of you before that project no, gets and, completed. And, you know,
1: we always would say, you know, it's like you want to treat that person when you're working with them, like they're your only concern at that exactly. moment. Exactly. But if you don't set boundaries, then everyone will want to be yeah. that person. that Exactly. Is. Exactly. Um, exactly. You can't do that. Yeah. You just yeah. can't. Yeah. We want to have expectations. I mean, I, you know, I write up a retainer agreement when we start a project and I, I put a lot of time into the retainer agreement and it outlines the scope of the project and, you know, what the, you know, this is how you can communicate with us and, mm-hmm get charged this way. If yep. you, do. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, you know, mm-hmm. it's all outlined in there, but often I get, oh, I didn't read it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I hours that. Yeah. Right. I know. I if know. I look at it. I mean, sure. I, you know, this, is, this is within the projects, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Right. Exactly. And, so
0: what is your tool for how, what, what do you use for time tracking? We use QuickBooks. For QuickBooks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. It's just, yeah. It's easy. Yeah. Yep, exactly. You got to have those tools, even if it literally is like a notebook for each project and you're, you know, handwriting that in, but you've got, because it's so right. hard to be like at the end of the month going back and being like, how many times? Or, you know, so it's got to right, be something that gets emails, into your emails.
1: Yep. That We emailed for three hours that day. <laughs> yes, forward. exactly. 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 Right. right exactly.
0: So um, in the spirit of the Podcast being called the Big Ask. Let's segue a little bit into your Big Ask. And have you ever had to make a big ask either personally or professionally? And what was that process like for you?
1: So, so I'm thinking back to asking my husband out on our third date. Okay. Yeah. Second. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. Like, I don't. You know, we're married 38 years really not sure whether it was the second or date yeah I think it was the second okay but, uh, you know that that's that's nervy I, I'm not yeah. that woman
0: okay okay so what <laughs> was the process that. for that what was the process for that so you'd had date number one you really seemed to like him this all went really really well yeah.
1: and the joke is I had to cancel like four other dates to go out <laughs> For whatever reason it was like the only semester in college that I decided you know I, I was available for date I don't know apparently okay yeah. okay great all right great so I don't know and, that's and, not like the big ask it's just when yeah. it comes to my head I'm thinking I, I don't know I mean I've had over the years there's been things like having I, I when I think of the big ask, I think of something that you're really afraid mm-hmm. and you think of all these things that could go wrong mm-hmm. um but then they don't. And I guess yeah. over the years I've learned to not make such a big deal out of something that I'm mm-hmm. about to do mm-hmm. because I've learned to be more of the mindset that it's going to go well. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think that comes with maturity. Mhm. And mm-hmm. it was really no different than when the pandemic hit and you know to well one of the big ass was telling my landlord help yeah I, what do i do good yeah i can't pay this rent right you know that's a big ass. don't mm-hmm. get me out yeah you know right us through this um and it was fearless i just just like this is what you have to do yeah exactly um, those are big ass anything financial, yeah mm-hmm. yeah you know? any life-changing moment, like asking somebody out on a date or marrying them or, you know, know, our big ass. But I think there's little things every day that we don't even think about anymore. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That really in perspective could be thought of as big. Sure. Mm Life-changing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I love what you said about just maturity kind of gives you that wisdom of you know, where do you, where should you put your worry in life, right? And and a lot of times we spend so much time worrying about what this thing is going to be, you know, this, this, I have to give a presentation, you know, what will they think or what will, what will happen if this happens or this happens? And then, you know, you go through it and you go, oh, that wasn't too bad, you know? And so that enough of those life experiences starts to sort of strip away that worry, which is, which is really important.
1: Yeah. I think so. I think that's what gives you the ability to move on forward,
0: yeah, mm-hmm.
1: and do the hard things, mm-hmm. and to, yeah. and to also get others to, to believe in what you're doing. I look at what's going mm-hmm. on in the world right now, and how many dynamic people there are out here mm-hmm. fighting for change and writing books and articulating so beautifully what we need to be saying right now and mm-hmm. they're fearless yeah and at such a difficult part time in our worlds yeah it creates how is it that some people have that uh-huh and others don't I just right. I don't know I think of all of that
0: yeah know? yeah that's interesting. Crazy. Yep, definitely. So have you, you talked a little bit about mentoring. I know you spent a lot of time mentoring um, others, but who has been an important mentor in your life?
1: Well, number one, my husband, who will tell me that I never listened to him until I asked <laughs> five other people. And then when he, yeah, you were right, honey, everybody else agreed, but that's not true. Yeah. <laughs> um, he And he really mentored me through like covid you know, like changes and how to navigate um, mm-hmm. kind of where to take my business. He was really instrumental in that. Yeah. Because every night it would be, so I found this, what do you think? Nope, nope, that's it. You know, like he was, Yeah. You know, and I mean, it was hard. I mean, I you know, you got to fill out all this paperwork and all this stuff. Um, there's also a gentleman down the street who owns a floral shop who, you know, I've looked up to, they've been in it's family business, third generation, I think, or second, third generation's in there now, you know, and you find mentors throughout. I, when we took the business out of Sazi's basement and we moved into this studio space, we had a mentor, Mm -hmm. um, who taught us to think bigger Mm -hmm. and taught us about selling and taught us about pricing and things. And I, I think, you know, there's been people within my industry, just at different times, you go to different people and you seek advice and you yep. end up, it's funny because you end up mentoring each other. Yes. And it's that's a really so true. nice relationship. There's a trust there. Yep. Yep. And that's think, so true. Yeah. I think that that's important. I mm-hmm. think we
0: all need that. Yep. Definitely. And I think as business owners too, we have to surround ourselves with other business owners. That's really important as well, because nobody really understands if you've never been a business owner, no, it's very hard to understand what it's, what the pressures are and what the obligations are and where the stress is. Um, And so just having someone else who's sort of walking that path, not necessarily in your shoes, but at least that path with you, I think is, is really important. You know, to be able to pick up the phone and be like, you know, even though you're on the other side of the country, Heidi, like I have an issue, I have this going on. What do you you know? What What does your experience tell you? And that, that's so important to to create that community of of people around you as well. And
1: that was why we did the mitsa pros. Like uh-huh. we were all mentoring each other.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. It's
1: really important that we be open and honest mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because we should be that way with our clients too. Yeah. Right. You know, and I've right. had clients, I've had clients come to me to mentor them on other things, business related. It's, it's a neat feeling.
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So for sure. So what is your process like? How do you keep organized? Do you have a morning routine? What is sort of, I know, right. But, um, but, but you know, what is routine
1: is not fun. Cause I have a very old dog. But oh, I really don't. I mean, I have to tell you, I work way too many hours a day. I know Mm -hmm. I do. I pop out of bed. I'm working. I'm Mm -hmm. working until I go to sleep. It's not healthy right now. Mm -hmm. You know, and I keep thinking I've got to, I've got to get past this initial, like I've got to know that the ship ship is now sailing a little bit smoother. Right. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like all I've been doing is working on work. Yeah, um, I would like to spend more time with my family, and I would like to spend mm-hmm. more time just relaxing. You know, like last week I said, I promise I'll be home every night at six o'clock. Yeah, well, that lasted one night. You oh, know, yeah. Happened Just yeah, right. You know, we have clients. Actually, we have clients all over the country now. So our six o'clock is their five. Their three. Yep. And yet we have the East Coast, so we start at nine. You know, so that yeah. You know, my, I don't have a routine. We eat dinner really late. I have the most m- amazing husband who cooks. He's not really good at it. I'm never home. Yeah. good shopping.
0: Yeah. Excuse me as the trash truck goes by, right? Right, I, I pull the
1: <laughs> okay. Um, the laundry. Okay. I don't have a healthy routine.
0: Yeah, and I, that is that's not an uncommon statement from people who are you know again running businesses because you're being pulled in so many different directions and trying to give to so many other people and oftentimes our own health and wellness is sacrificed for the for that. So yeah, so I um, I, I, I wish you good time to find that space in your in your day to you. to take care of yourself as well for sure yeah, for sure. I just, so. Yes, I know. I know. Gosh, that little, the, the smallest word, right? The shortest word. And it has the most, most power because we don't use it, you know, as much as we
1: not. Yeah. I as use much it as we lot. would. No, I just have to use yeah.
0: <laughs> so um, when was the last time, I know you mentioned um, asking for help with your landlord, but um, when was the last time you think you had to ask for help?
1: I do think I always ask for help <laughs> can you take that off the shelf for me? <laughs> when I asked Julie if she could climb in the truck on Saturday because I couldn't climb yeah <laughs> perfect yeah perfect oh. perfect yeah, yeah I mean I'm exactly. not afraid to ask for help
0: mm-hmm. yeah I think that's an important, an important trait so um, what are you currently working on that excites you
1: um, we have a, an event on Saturday night. Is the first time we're using this really fun platform. Okay. And I'm excited to see what happens because we want to try to push the boundaries a little bit on when you think of celebrating and it's online, it's not Zoom. <laughs> so uh-huh. um, We're headed into an arcade on Saturday night. Oh, that's an fun. Platform. Actually from, um, when I met, when we all met, I met you. Uh-huh. And yeah. and whole, um, one of the vendors involved in the age of conversation had the arcade at the conference. Oh fun. And I went in there and Gary and I have been friends ever since. And I'm like, Gary's fantastic. Got to do yeah. To do the platform. Mm-hmm.
0: So There's a that. yeah, that's awesome. I think there is a ton of opportunity for platforms right now because we have been, you know, and Zoom is a tremendous tool. And so, no knock on Zoom, but it doesn't bring in the creative elements that we are necessarily looking for, like a arcade or you know some sort of you know virtual experience where people can actually be in a space without being in the space. So um I think there's a huge opportunity for companies who are looking to really grow that space. There's because, a new
1: platform coming
0: about every day. Yep. Exactly. 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 So great. So um last question I always like to ask people is what causes are you involved in that are close to your heart? Do you have any outside organizations that you oh, support? absolutely.
1: So one is, um, I've been on the board of a place called the Pearlstone Center, which is about 20 minutes north of where I am in Baltimore County. And it is a Jewish retreat center with an organic farm. Oh. And um, also with the idea of education and um, promoting um, environmental, you know, good habits and um, just all around like I, I go down there or I go up there or I go down the driveway and just like my whole just this calmness comes nice. over me and everything they do has such a meaning um, and I worry about them because like every hotel yeah. and venue yep. and yeah, all seen exactly off numbers and drastic cuts in our budgets and things Um, and I helped them celebrate 18 years last year, which was just an amazing celebration. Oh, that's great. Um, the community that's there, you know, they have so many creative and so many like passionate people working there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's been amazing politics 24 seven. Don't even get me started. Um, (laughs) (laughs) yes i think we're yes is another big um push there's certain you know a lot of people come to you to help with nonprofit events so there's Mm -hmm, certain things mm -hmm. that um are near and dear to my heart yeah you know anything with animals i've only had to rescue animals um and you know we just making this world a better place yeah all the same
0: yeah, good for you. That's great. Well, you definitely have a lot of balls in the air, I can tell. And um, the what I what I gather from our conversation is that you still are having fun with the work that you're doing, and you still are challenged by it, and you're still inspired by it. And that's such a great gift. Um, even, you know, as as you celebrate, you know, milestones of of owning a business, that's just that's great that you still have curiosity and what it, what a tremendous
1: gift Mine. that is. You know, I, I told my kids many years ago, you go to school to learn how to learn. Uh huh. I was never one who memorized facts, mm-hmm. I thought that was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I want to learn processes and I want to learn how a process can take me where I need it to go. Right. And there's no end to the road. Yeah. As a matter of fact, what I've been telling everybody now is we are paving brand new roads. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we're as fast as we're paving them. The clients are right behind us to me. Yes. We don't even know where we're going. <laughs> right. Exactly. So and that's and what's cool. it's so cool. Yeah. I'm not going alone. I have a lot of people with me. Right. It's just exciting. It's adventurous. Yeah. It is,
0: it is. And there's going to be a whole, you know, the generations that come after us, you know, where, where, like you started with, I started my business before I had a computer and, and you know, so that evolution, right. And then this will be, I think, another one of those defining moments where you're, where we're going to say, like, you don't understand, like we had to do these weddings by Zoom and, you know, in generations from now, it'll be like, they'll be, you know, you know, you know, like literally standing in the space with those people, but, you know, in their own living room. So, but but not. <laughs> Exactly, so right. I think it'll be fun I've to done see that. where I've done that. the zoom yeah, in. <laughs> yeah, so to see where it all takes us versus like people just had to look at the screen versus they were actually in the screen somehow, or yeah, you, you know, know I've got, where it
1: goes. I've got a conversation going with somebody right now, and he's like, no, but I mean, really hybrid. like really like, like everybody's able to talk to each other and and like it didn't matter where you are. and yeah, I'm like, okay, yes, <laughs> yeah. Right, you know, exactly. So much fun.
0: Yep, mm-hmm. and that's the fun piece. And that again, yeah. I can't encourage curiosity enough because if you aren't being curious about what's happening with tools and technology and you know environment, um, you know you're really missing the boat. I See,
1: definitely. That's my problem. I I go down rabbit holes. Yes, because of my curiosity. So I might uh-huh. get an email. And I'm like, wow, that's interesting. And I'll go there. It'll lead me there. And before I know it, three hours pass. So it's not exactly. I know.
0: I know. <laughs> My gosh. Good, good, good. OK, so we always end every podcast with our rapid responses. And so rapid Ready? questions and these again, no, no judgment. First thing that comes to your mind intended to be lots of fun. OK, OK. So First one is title of your lifetime movie.
1: Oh, wow. I don't know. Um. Five for life.
0: Okay. <laughs> if you could change places with any celebrity right this moment, who would it be?
1: So here's a true confession. I don't know celebrity names.
0: <laughs> okay. So anyone in the, anyone that's famous. So it could be a politician, could be the Oh queen. my gosh.
1: I think Camilla Harris.
0: There you go. Perfect. Okay,
1: perfect. When do you feel happiest? Um... Honestly, when I'm with my family and we're all laughing.
0: Yeah, that's great. Uh, if you were running for politics, what would be your biggest campaign promise?
1: Oh, um, what would be my biggest campaign promise? See, promise and getting a trill. I know these are rapid fire, but yeah. I can <laughs> not think of Oh, my gosh. We would, um, we would no longer execute criminals. Okay.
0: Great ultimate dinner party. Which four guests do you invite and why? Real um, Hollywood, real people,
1: fake people, cartoon characters. I want Michelle Obama. She's totally one of them. Okay. <laughs> Julie's cheering. Okay. I might have yes. to have her at my table. Yes. Um. Art RGB. Okay. I'm yep. Yep. Um. Trying to think. There's another. I. Some other dynamic woman leader. Let's think. Julie, give me a help. No. <laughs> we'll put Camilla at the table with her. Okay, perfect. I like it.
0: Okay, good, good, good. Yeah. She's- yeah. She's- okay, perfect. All right. So, right this minute, you have to get a tattoo. What do you get and why?
1: Um, never thought about that before. So, so truth. I would probably do like, um, I've d- I've got a tattoo. I have eyeliner yeah. tattoo. Perfect.
0: <laughs> no one has ever answered the question that way before. That is legendary right there. So that's my answer.
1: I would just fix it.
0: <laughs> okay. Perfect. I love it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay. Biggest pet peeve in business.
1: <sighs> the client is always right. <laughs> yes,
0: <laughs> Exactly. Not always right. Okay. What is your wish for the next generation? Hmm. World peace. Yep, definitely. When does your light shine the brightest?
1: When I'm, I feel like when I'm teaching other people. Great. When I have the opportunity to like share knowledge that yep. I've gained. Great. Great.
0: And then what is uh, your big ask, either personal and professional right this moment, and how can we
1: help you? Send me business (laughs) (laughs) so I can grow the passion and joy that we really need right now and spread it around.
0: That's awesome. I
1: I mean, that, (sighs) if I could get rid of depression and anxiety mental health is in the toilet right now. Mm-hmm. And we just mm-hmm. need to look forward to good things. And I, I, that that's what I do for a living. Maybe that's why I'm happy. Yeah, that's um, great. I want to be able to bring that to more people. Yeah. Um, nonprofits help raise money, all of that. Good. That's awesome. Don't, well, don't great. Stop just because we're in a pandemic.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Joy didn't get parked at the door. Joy isn't quarantined, right? Mm -hmm. Hope isn't quarantined, all those things. Yep. So great. That's awesome. Well, Heidi, thank you so much for saying yes when I asked you to be a guest on the Big S podcast. And you're amazing. What's the best way for our listeners to stay in touch with you?
1: Um, I am my email, which is Heidi, H-E-I-D-I at, and then my business name, Innovative Party Planners. Great. Um, and we have a website, same name, InnovativePartyPlanners.com. We're on Instagram and Twitter as Innovative Party. Direct okay. messages through that I get all the time as well.
0: Okay, awesome. Well, you've been a joy to spend the last 45 minutes with. So thank you so much for your time oh, and wow. all the best to you um, and your business. And thank you for what you're doing to just continue to spread joy. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You're welcome. Have a good day. Okay. Okay okay thanks. thanks for listening to another episode of the big ass podcast like what you heard subscribe to and share the podcast with your friends and be sure to connect with me on social at miss nicole matthews or at big Ask podcast until next time let today be the day you make a big ask